Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Pre-Game Rumblings, where I am going to preview the game of the year. The most massive game of the season for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills is your game of the week on CBS with a 425 p.m. Eastern time start time and a forecast of 66 degrees. This game looks to be everything that the NFL hoped for when the schedule was released. Both teams coming into this game with a four and one record. It sets up the NFL for a new generation matchup of the Brady Manning esque feel with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes colliding for the potential to hold on to the number one seed throughout the season and home field advantage in the playoffs. This is the game. This is the game that we've all waited for. This is the game that we've all circled on our calendars when the schedule came out. This is the game. So let's get right into it. To start off, I'll start off with the injury report, as I do every week. Listen, I don't have much to say about the Buffalo Bills this time. We're actually going into into this game healthy. Very healthy. Trey White is not back yet. He has started practicing again this week, but he is not back. Obviously, we're out Micah Hyde for the year. But other than that, active players on the roster. The only person who was ruled out as of Friday evening is Jake Kumaro. Jake Kumaro is ruled out with an ankle. He did not practice all week, and he is not playing. But Jordan Phillips was in limited practice all week, questionable with a hamstring. Jordan Poyer is full. Tremaine Edmonds is full. Christian Benford is full. Kyer Elam is full. Everyone is back. Everyone is back. And even with the limited practice of Taiwan Jones, the game status, they haven't said anything. Every, everybody looks healthy. Isaiah McKenzie has passed concussion protocol. He's been in full practice all week. Mitch Morris is full practice. This, this is the first time of the year where Bills fans can finally put this together and figure out what this team looks like healthy. Every week, it seems like we've been adding players or uh, playing magical chairs when it comes to who's in and who's out. But going into this game, this is the game that you want to see your team healthy. This is the game that you want to see everybody back there that you need. Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips. On that offensive line, we need Mitch Morse. We need him. Dawson Knox will be back. Looking forward to it. Now let's flip this to the other side. The Kansas City Chiefs have a few guys out. Safety Brian Cook is out with a concussion. He has not practiced all week. Rashad Fenton, cornerback, out with a hamstring. That's big. That's big. Your secondary is down. You're going to be starting two rookies, and you have a safety out with a concussion. Tershawn Wharton, Wharton is out with a knee. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that's a torn ACL. My man Pete Sweeney over at Arrowhead Pride let us know in the code of conduct this week that he's out with an ACL tear and he'll actually be out for the season. So I wish him well. I wish him a speedy recovery. But listen, those are three big injuries for a team that also needs to be healthy for the biggest game of the season. I know Josh Allen said a couple of weeks ago to Cal Brandt that he did not have an idea when they played the Chiefs and it wasn't on his mind and it was just the next week I promise you this week everybody's looking at this game as a serious game they are up for this game they are excited for this game and the guys who aren't playing are disappointed that they aren't able to play but you're going to see two teams come out that's fairly healthy a beat up secondary for Kansas City but a fairly healthy roster for both teams the Chiefs got their starting left tackle back that's 
That's major for them. That is major for them. They need to protect, you know, when, when you're, or I'm sorry, not, not tackle, guard, Trey Smith. Trey Smith is back. And, and that's important because if you look at the game last week against the Raiders, you actually got to see how, you know, the, the pressure that the Raiders were putting on him, it bothered him in the first half. Now you're going up against a team in the Buffalo Bills who have consistently put pressure on quarterbacks rushing four people and being able to have the ability to, you know, drop seven in coverage. That's going to bother Patrick Mahomes. So let's get into it. Let's talk about this. Here's my thoughts and things to look for during the game. There's a ton of conversation going on, ton of conversation about how this point spread has been disrespectful to the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. This is the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career that he's been the underdog at home. Is it disrespectful? Let's take a step back and take a look at it. Because when you when you take a step out of it and, and put your feelings to the side, and I'm honestly trying to put my bias to the side here, but when looking at both teams, it really appears to be less about disrespect to the Chiefs and more about respecting the job that Brandon Bean has done. Like I mentioned with the injury report, the Bills are getting healthy at the right time. Coach McDermott has, even when we had injuries, he's put guys in the right position to still be the second best defense in the league coming into this week, still have the best offense in the league coming into this week. I think when you look at those things and you look at the depth of the roster, one to 53, I just think that Vegas has an idea of who they feel like is the more dominant team. And it's not by a wide margin. It's only a three-point spread. So when you look at the Bills being favored by three, you have to, you're obviously giving these guys respect. We were favored over the, the Steelers by 14 points. We were favored against the Rams by 10 points. So, I, again, I just feel like the Rams won the Super Bowl last year. The Chiefs did not. The Chiefs didn't make the Super Bowl. So if it's disrespectful to the Chiefs, was it disrespectful to the Rams? I give the Chiefs credit. You have Patrick Mahomes, so it doesn't matter. You're always in the game. You are always in the game with Patrick Mahomes. But this isn't, this isn't about disrespect. This is about being able to look at the game, look at the rosters, look at the way teams have performed so far in the season, and come to a, a real conclusion. The Buffalo Bills have won four games so far, as the Chiefs have, but three of those four games have been blowouts. And if I'm honest, the Ravens game, if we didn't have five drop passes in the first half, including a drop touchdown, I think that game would have looked a little bit different, too. And if you talk about the loss to Miami Dolphins, listen, they outperformed Miami in every metric except the one that counts, the scoreboard. But if you were to take away the score and you put up the metrics, the time of possession, yards in the air, yards on the ground, you look at everything. And you would think that the Buffalo Bills dominated that game and won that game. Josh has had a stellar year all year, regardless of who's out there with him. We've had injuries. Isaiah McKenzie went out with the with the concussion. And guess what? Khalil Shakira stepped up. Isaiah Hodgins came off the practice squad, practice squad and stepped up, had a big game. Josh is phenomenal. And again, the defense has come into this game ranked second overall because they shut teams down in the second half, only giving up seven points for the entire year in the second half. 
I don't think it's disrespectful to the Chiefs. I think it's just showing respect to the Bills. So the first thing I'm looking at is that the point spread. I'm looking at how the teams are constructed and how this thing is going to happen. I don't think it's disrespect. Because if you look at the Chiefs on the other side, yes, again, they are four and one. Travis Kelsey looks unstoppable. Monday night, he had four touchdowns on seven receptions for 25 yards. How that makes sense, I don't know. But he did. And he's a dominating red zone threat. And it's scary to think that somebody who gets double and triple teamed in the red zone can still find a way to get four touchdowns. But then you look at this Buffalo Bills defense and you have to realize they're not giving Travis Kelsey four touchdowns this week. That's not happening. When you look at the game later today, you are not going to see Travis Kelsey score four touchdowns. Am I going to say the Bills are going to shut him down completely and he's not going to do anything? No. I would never predict anything like that in my wildest dreams, even with my guy Jordan Poyer being the safety out there that probably will get the assignment a lot. You're probably going to see Teron, uh, Teron Johnson get that assignment a lot. Matt Milano. They're going to have different creative ways to cover him. But even with me loving those guys to the capacity that I do, it's not. It's just not going to be that. No Tariq Hill. No problem, right? Four and one. Because you got Travis Kelsey. But is it a problem? When you look at when you look at the offense of the Kansas City Chiefs this year, it's not the same dominating offense. It's not the same way that they play the game. Week one, absolutely. They did what they had to do with the with the Arizona Cardinals, but it looks like everybody's doing what they have to do with the Arizona Cardinals. But then you take a you, you really take a deep dive and you look at this offense. There's only been two touchdowns thrown to wide receivers this year. Two. It, I, I don't even know how to explain that. Last year, in the divisional round, when the Buffalo Bills lost that game, they were able to fight firepower with firepower, score quick. The Bills were able to score, then the Chiefs score, then the Bills score, and then the Chiefs score. I'm hard-pressed to believe that the Chiefs have that ability this year. Tariq Hill was able to, Tariq Hill was able to take a five-yard slant and turn it into a long touchdown. I don't think Marquez Valdez-Scantling has that ability. He has speed. He can get over the top. But it's not the same. It's not the same. And Juju Smith-Schuster has been nothing short of a disappointment when it comes to, you know, everything that I've heard from Chiefs fans, everything that I've heard from fantasy owners. It doesn't matter what capacity you're invested in Juju Smith-Schuster teaming up with Patrick Mahomes, he has been underwhelming. I, I, for one, was one of the guys who thought, you know what? There's no way Juju won't go to this offense and dominate. I thought he was going to have an amazing season. Because you go from playing with a quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger, who clearly his, his career was over. The arm wasn't there, the arm talent. He couldn't quite get the ball down the field a certain way that I felt Juju could, could really thrive. So coming to the Kansas City Chiefs team with Patrick Mahomes, I guess it was a silly assumption, but I thought Juju Smith-Schuster would out 
outperform everything we've seen from him, maybe with the exception of the year that he and Antonio Brown were together in Pittsburgh. But that's not happening. That's not happening. So when you look at this game and you, and you look at how, yeah, games in the past where we've played them, it's always been Tariq Hill and it's always been Travis Kelsey. But now they don't have that tandem. So while the Chiefs have done enough to, to be 4-1, and one, just like the Buffalo Bills, they haven't won the same way. They're not as dominant. That defense is beat up. But the offense, they're not high-powered like they used to be. They don't have that deep field threat like they used to with Tariq Hill. You know, I'm going to just tell you, with no Tariq Hill, they're going to figure out a way to cover Travis Kelsey. And then what that does is that makes Patrick Mahomes have to figure out how to either methodically go down the field or get their running backs involved. Am I scared of the running backs? I think they have solid running backs on the roster. I love uh, rookie Pacheco. I love, um, you know, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Really, I love their backfield in general. But when you look at this backfield, do any of them scare you? Did we not shut down uh, uh, Derrick Henry? And now you see the last two weeks, Derrick Henry has looked like Derrick Henry. We've shut down passing attacks, rushing attacks. I just find it hard pressed to believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to come in or we're going to go to Arrowhead and then all of a sudden we're going to forget how to play run defense and we're going to forget how to, to cover the pass. I don't believe in the receivers that the Chiefs have the same way I believed in them when they had to rekill. And then lastly, I think this comes down to who can control the line of scrimmage. I know I just talked a little bit about the run game, but not even there. Chris Jones has been a force. He's going to continue to draw some double teams. He's going to have some creative efforts to slow him down. We can't let him get to Josh. The last time the Buffalo Bills beat the Chiefs was in Kansas City, but Chris Jones didn't play. There was no pressure on Josh, and Josh was able to just do what he wanted. I don't think that's the same this week. We have a better offensive line than we've had in the past, but listen, Josh, Chris Jones is the real deal. So we have to protect Josh. But then on the flip, let's give our Bills some credit. Daquan Jones, let me just tell you, regardless of what network or what organization you look at for your content, anybody who ranks the defensive tackles and and defensive line play, you are consistently finding Daquan Jones' name at the top of the list. He's in that top five range everywhere. And this season, he's played like it. It's been quiet, really, to people outside of Buffalo. You don't hear his name mentioned with the Aaron Donalds and the Chris Joneses of the world. But when you're looking at all of these rankings and statistics, his name is there. And the Bills have been nothing short of amazing themselves when it comes to rotating these guys and keeping them fresh. It's what they've done all along. But now when you upgrade the talent, I feel like our second unit is as good as our first unit was last year. And now our first unit is lights out when you add Von Miller and you see the growth of group. I just, I just, I think it comes down to who can get to the quarterback because getting to the quarterback creates turnovers. 
and the Buffalo Bills are doing a heck of a job at getting to the quarterback, only rushing four, and they lead the league or tied for first in the league with 11 turnovers. While on the other hand, the Chiefs are tied for second to last with only four. So for me, I feel like the, the people who are going to win this game or the team that's going to win this game will be those who can get to the quarterback and can force turnovers. For the last few years, man, I've always felt like the Bills were better than most of the league. I felt like, you know, especially the year that Josh was in second place for MVP voting to Aaron Rodgers, I felt like we were better than everybody. And, I, you know, if, if we could have got past the Chiefs, I really believe we would have won the Super Bowl that year. Uh, same thing last year. I feel like if we could have beat the Chiefs, there's no way I'm picking the Cincinnati Bengals and that offense with that offensive line last year to beat the Buffalo Bills in Orchard Park in January. Not happening. But there's a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas there. But last year, the Bills and Chiefs were so evenly matched that the NFL had to change the overtime rules. The year before that, Josh showed up and was big time. But Stephon Diggs was injured. Cole Beasley was injured. That offense was not chugging along. Devin Singletary got benched. This is the first time. This is the first time in the Josh Allen era that I feel the Buffalo Bills facing the Kansas City Chiefs have a better team top to bottom. Aside from the equal talent at quarterback and the Chiefs having the edge at tight end, that's obvious. I think the Bills have a better roster everywhere else. I'm picking the Bills to cover the spread and win an arrowhead. Bills Mafia, you're going to have a bye week so you can celebrate twice. We're going to have victory Monday twice. We're going to ride this wave and this high for two weeks. It's going to be the biggest win for the team in some time, and it's going to be the biggest win for Josh Allen of his career. That's where I'm going. Now, let's get to my, my, fun, my, my fun time with my friends over at DraftKings. We're going to do our, uh, we're gonna do our, our parlay. Every week of the season, I've been doing parlays now, and I'm going to continue that. Because our good friends over at DraftKings, they'll uh, make sure that everybody gets to see it. They'll put it right on their homepage. We'll have it posted on BuffaloRumblings.com. I'll have it posted on my Twitter and Instagram. So make sure you, you, you plug in. Last week, I was spot on with, with Khalil Shakir having his first touchdown of his career. I hope, I hope a lot of you made that money. I hope you did. I do have to say, though, make sure you're of age to do this, okay? Because minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. I do not want to see anybody getting in any trouble. Make sure you're doing right. Okay, but let's get into it. I think it's going to be good. I have an anytime touchdown for Josh Allen. That is not including passing. But I think it's been a couple weeks since we've seen Josh kind of bulldoze himself into the end zone. This week, he's going to get that chance. Um, I'm going to go with the over for the game at 54 and a half total points. This is like the man. This is like the, the fantasy football dream. Because both Mahomes and Allen always find ways to keep their team in games like this. And I don't think this will be an exception. Even with the Bills' dominance on defense, I expect the Chiefs to just, they're going to find the end zone. They always do. And then lastly, I'm going to go with the Bills scoring over 31 and a half points. I think the Bills win this game by a, a touchdown, at least. I, I'm not saying a blowout when I say at least. I, I feel like it's going to be like, a, you know, seven points, nine points, something like that. But I'm going to go with the Bills covering the spread, covering the spread, but also scoring. This is going to be a fun game to watch. Going to be a fun game to watch. So Bills Mafia, enjoy this. Have fun. Have fun. Enjoy this. Take care of yourselves. And while you're out there, you know, be responsible. Don't drink and drive. 
but let's take care of each other and let's enjoy this. All right. Go Bills.